Hey everyone, Corey Swargas here with the Physique Business Podcast and we are kicking off 2023 with a brand new episode going to review what happened in 2022 and set our sights forward on the year to come. I think I've lost my mind. I'm going to invite the producer, Mr. Ray Ray D on the podcast and I'm actually going to let him talk this year. Everybody advised against it but against my better judgment and everybody around me. I'm going to bring him on. Ray Ray D, what's going on, my man? Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for having me. Wow, it feels nice to be not censored. Woo! I know, I know. In 2022, <laughs> I think we put a muzzle on you. Didn't let you talk. You know, all of your shenanigans that you do on a day-to-day basis and oh, at the no. fitness shows. Oh, no. Let's not go there, I don't think. But Happy New Year, brother. Happy Same New Year. Year. Happy New Year, brother. Happy yeah. New Year. So, obviously, there's a ton of excitement coming off the 2022 Mr. Olympia contest that took place in the middle of December in Las Vegas. We have some returning champions like Chris Bumstead, and we've got some new champions taking place. Obviously, that kickstarts the year off. I actually kind of like it being in December. I know it's moving back to November in 2023 and moving back to Orlando, Florida. They're taking it out of Las Vegas next Again. year. They are. They're wow. going back to Florida. Oh. So, but it sets up really well. Obviously, we've got some early shows in the calendar for contest uh, you know, destinations across Canada starting off in February. But it feels like the momentum is high. It feels like there was a lot of excitement at this year's Mr. Olympia contest. A lot of different storylines that added to the intrigue all the way through. You know, obviously the industry right now and the economy as a whole, I think, is unstable. I think consumer confidence is, uh, you know, at, a, at an all-time low right now. People are holding their dollars very close to their chest. Mm-hmm. But what I think there is an opportunity in the marketplace right now is for authentic, genuine, one-on-one, personalized business to take place. I think the mass business, I think mass programs, you know, uploading a program online, trying to sell it, trying to sell a PDF, an ebook, doing things once, um, you know, in this marketplace isn't going to cut it. I think people don't want cookie-cutter contest prep programs anymore. They want those one-on-one personal interactions. Custom. Those custom just like the custom mm. videos that you make for people. Mm-hmm. But they want customized programs. They want that one-on-one relationship. They want to be able to talk to the individual that they're dealing with. And, you know, I think more and more relationships are really going to win out. The relationships that the service provider and the customer has, whether it's at a gym, you know, is the owner actually on site? Do they have a relationship with that person? Do they have a relationship with the gym manager? You know, whether it's going to a show are they be able to create a relationship with the promoter? Are they accessible? If they have questions, can they get them answered? Is the promoter there to speak to them one-on-one? I think all those things are really going to play forward, you know, no matter where you are in the fitness industry and in business across the board, you know, even outside of the fitness industry. I think it's going to be crucially important to have that personal touch, that personal, personal connection. You know, obviously, you and I talk a lot about AI and the crazy advancements that are coming in place, but it definitely can't replace the personal touch that comes along with it. Yeah, but I think it's more convenient to have the AI. 
For sure it is. Right? For sure <laughs> time it is. Time management. For sure it's just starting. Yeah. It's going to revolutionize everything, man. It's going to make things so much easier. There's going to be chat bots. There's going to be things that are going to take place that will streamline people's businesses, you know, make it more efficient, whether it's SEO, whether it's, you know, programming for, um, you know, any type of copywriting, you know, imagery, that all of that is being changed. But I think right now, I think, you know, far, you know, far more importantly right now, I think everybody should be looking at it. I think people should be learning it. They shouldn't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. They should be adapting the technology and seeing how they could utilize it within their business to be more efficient, to streamline, to drop costs down. What can they do themselves and how can they be more efficient in a time-consuming manner by utilizing these tools to be able to help them run a more efficient and effective business? You know, so how like, have you looked at it overall, Ray? Like, is are you going to be able to implement anything into your business that you've seen so far? Lots, lots. Yeah, actually, um, the apps are getting a lot better. Um, I'm an old school editor, you know, cinematographer. You take you film from the camera, then you load it up in your computer. You take it from your computer. You use your program. You edit it from your tools that you're you're used to knowing. Now, everyone is just jumping onto their phone and quickly like. Something that I would do in about an hour and a half, someone can do it in five minutes, like certain degree level maybe, but uh, you know, if you're trying to just bang out content, you know, I find myself actually, you know this, switching over to my cell phone about 40% more than I did probably last year. You know, I think that's an interesting, it's an interesting comment to look at. Obviously the cost of technology is dramatically reduced. So now you can buy cameras you can get access to editing equipment on a prescription or a subscription basis mm-hmm. on a monthly basis that is way less now than it was before when you used to have to straight out buy the program for thousands of dollars. Yeah. So I think a lot of those barrier to entries have been dropped. Obviously, with the the increased growth of YouTube, you know, the tutorials, you know, things like Udemy, being able to learn these technologies yeah. has become more and more accessible. I think the user interfaces on a lot of these apps and editing tools that you talked about, um, you know, has become more user friendly where you don't need to have a traditional education, go to the Vancouver Film College to learn how to use these editing apps. Two years, 85,000. So I think it's definitely opened up. But I think overall, I think the biggest thing that people really need to look at, I mean, you know, with guys like yourself is that it's really the cinematography and it's the storytelling and how do you tell it and the capture and the progression, you know? Obviously, I think that's the most important part. I mean, it's easy to film a workout, easy to film someone in the gym doing a couple exercises, but it's like, how can you tell a story? How can you convey that message? And I think that's really where professionals like yourself can still be relevant in this market. Would you Mm -hmm. agree? Us old dogs still have some other tricks, right? We're just keeping up with the young bucks and then finding out that what we need to do on our computer is relevant to the project, but also then cutting it to the phone because it, the, the phone has caught up so much now in tech. So um, it's a blessing. Um, but like you said, you could watch master classes from these professionals, from Dr. Dre. To, if you want to learn how to do music, you go to Dr. Dre. You want to you want to learn a cooking class, you go to Ramsey has this master class, right? Like, what do you do? You pay forty nine ninety five, and you're there for the next twelve weeks watching their shit. I'm like, 
So same thing with editing, same thing with filming. Like you can learn your stuff from YouTube or and pick up some of these apps and, and just basically utilize your phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I think it's interesting because obviously now people are becoming more and more apt to pay for content, to pay apt? for the education. Is that what you called it? Is that, yeah, is more that apt. Yeah. apt? Yeah. Oh, did you create yeah. that term? No. Is I'm that not. a real term? It's a real word. Okay, cool. It's a real word. All right. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> they're getting more and more used to it, obviously. Um, you know, as you talk about Masterclass, and obviously there's a ton of different programs that allow you to pay for content. And I think that's an opportunity for everybody listening here today. If you have a skill, if you have a craft, if you are a trainer, um, if you're a marketer, if any type of business whatsoever, you can create these courses and now charge, even if it's a, a, you know, a nominal fee, to be able to get or to teach other people how to do some of the skill sets that you do. I think whether it's selling, whether it's marketing, whether it's personal training, whether it's posing, there's a lot of different things that people can do. And these courses, like you said, they, they can be as little as $9.99, $4.99 if you want. Yep. But that residual income that you get, creating the content once, uploading it onto the platform, pushing it, marketing it, it allows you to scale your efforts. You do it once and you can sell it multiple times. You know, even on the smallest scale, I know it's contradictory to what we talked about earlier, but a personalized service. But I think you're going to find now, especially in times, where, you know, if we do have an economic depression coming, and obviously, you know, you can still make money in any market, but you are going to have different segments of customers and consumers. You're going to have somebody who wants to take a posing class for $19.99, but then you're also going to have someone else who wants a private one-on-one session for $85, you know, a half hour. And so I think segregating those potential opportunities can allow you to hit a wider, wider range of audience and have you know, offerings at different price points that obviously reflect the amount of time, effort, and energy that you have to put into your business. Time. So, time is really key. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I look back on 2022, I think there's a lot of learning experience. We're coming out of COVID, obviously getting back to in-person events, I think is critical. I think how fast, you know, the media and the landscape is changing, how consumers consume information, how fast and in real time information is exchanged. Things happen in the world of live sports and, you know, you take the Twitter and you almost get an instantaneous reaction, whether it's good or bad, people are acting, you know, on emotion, but you're getting the real, you know, the water cooler effect on social media in real time. When you used to go to the office and you talk about things around the water cooler, about the hockey game or about, you know, any, any type of event that took place. And now it's happening on social media in real time. And people can share that, you know, digitally. And I think it's, it's a very unique thing to see how fast that information continues to flow. And I think it's important to keep that top of mind as we continue into 2023. And as we look at ourselves, you know, as business people, as marketers, as promoters, um, gym owners is getting that content out to people in a timely fashion and being able to actually produce a high level of content. Cause I know we talked about before we got on here, right? We talked about content and the amount of content that, that you should be pumping out on a regular basis now yeah. is even higher than at any other time in history of my, of my work history. Yeah. So I think it's, it's important to, you know, definitely look at that. I mean, we're, you know, you and I are trying to, 
you know, up our game. We're trying to, you know, work on the number of social posts that we're putting up across multiple platforms, trying to disseminate more and more information, try to bring value, try to bring opportunities, try to adapt to the ever-changing, you know, marketplace. I think that's the one thing that, that also kind of is top of mind going into 2023 right now is how fast markets and industries change. I think the only constant is change. I think if you sit back, you're resting on your laurels on the things that you've done in the past, you're going to end up in trouble. And now, like I said, you can be on trend today, six, eight weeks later, you can be off trend. Mm -hmm. And I think so always being on top of it, always adapting, always changing, I think is important to remain relevant and we're, and actually to, be, to remain relevant going into the future. Because now like our attention spans are so short, people want to get that instant gratification. They want that instant and up-to-date reassurance that what they are doing or what you are doing is still valid and still current. And so I think staying up with the trends, staying relevant, social being media out platforms, there, being on social media, connecting with people one-on-one, -on -one, I think are all incredible things. You know, I know obviously we went in a bit of a tangent. We kind of did a bit of a recap here. We talked about what we think is coming. But I mean, overall here at the Physique Business Podcast, we want to get back to it. We want to get in line with some of the best professionals in the business talking about, you know, the core values of the business side of the fitness industry, what they're doing to make money, things that you can, you know, pick up from them and benefit because there's nothing better than learning from people that have already walked the walk that you want to walk. And so we, you know, we're going to keep on continuing to push through here, get back to it, get on board, more and more episodes on a weekly basis. I might yes. even let you come back, Ray Ray D. You weren't so bad. You think? Come on. Well, I, you know, I could be your co-host. You, you could be. You could be the co-host. So. You know, we'll bring another person in, and I'll just, like, chime in when I know something about it. Exactly. About the topic. There exactly. Yeah. All right, man. Well, all the absolute best. Let's have a kick-ass 2023, everybody. Stay tuned. If you want, give us a follow at The Physique Biz on Instagram. If you are listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a review of this. The more people that know about it, the more frequently we'll be able to get back to this, the more motivation it gives us to continue to publish the content. So please stay in touch. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear. Our DMs are always open. We'd love to be able to curate our content to what you want to hear. Let's rock it. Let's kill it.